Hi, I'm Shanna. Welcome to Pro Organizer Marketing Made Simple. Each week, we'll dive into simple, effective ways to attract new clients for your professional organizing business. Let's jump in. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining me today. I have been super excited to learn more about tidy stock photography and what you offer, how you came up with the idea, and then just whatever tips you have on helping other professional organizers be able to stand out in their local area. Definitely. I'm so excited to be here. I love being able to talk to other people within our industry. It's not too often that I get to find other people who are organizers or help other organizers. So I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. Well, how did you get in this space? Are you a professional organizer? Yeah. So I, okay. I'm still currently am a professional organizer. I started my business in 2014. It's called Practical Harmony Professional Organizing. Okay. Um, and I'm in central Illinois and I kind of just, um, I don't have like a specific niche. I just help busy families basically is what I say, get organized and stuff. So it's still what I do full-time, not full-time hours, but you know, full-time. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of how I ended up coming up with the idea for tidy stock. So I started my business in 2014 and kind of just did, you know, DIY everything, my website, all of that Uh, social media. I was using it a little bit at the time, but it wasn't, I don't think like as used as it is now for brands and bloggers and businesses, anything like that. So I, around like 2016 and 17, I really started to rebrand things and wanted to project more of the high end um, luxury services that we offer and get away from a lot of people's like misconceptions that it's just dirty work all the time, which right. like, like there are dirty spaces, but like, you know, it looks beautiful in the end. So a lot of people kind of had this weird misconception that either we were just house cleaners or like mm. we worked with hoarders all the time. And those are the only right. people that weren't, are like, that would hire us as hoarders. I'm like, no, like average families hire us, you know? People in regular neighborhoods and people in high-end neighborhoods, you know, everywhere, like they hire us because everybody needs help getting organized. So, yeah, well, and I feel like that has been kind of a cultural shift kind of throughout the time period that you just described in starting your business, because, um, there's more, like there's more pop culture references, right? Um, I think like the home edit, the Marie Kondo show on Netflix, has kind of opened the conversation and created awareness of, um, and from probably you and me to be able to geek out and be like, Ooh, yep. <laughs> like, like organizer fun. Because before that there was hoarders, like that was the TV show yeah. that people, like you were saying, kind of, that's what they had in mind. Um, and so they, they probably just didn't even know what things could be. Yeah. And so how did you, you know, you said you DIY'd some things, um, and then you were wanting to make sure that you, um, kind of conveyed a certain professional image in, um, in your branding and marketing, what sort of tools and resources did you find that allowed you to do that? So I've always been like kind of into web design on the DIY side. Yeah. So I first went through a couple of different, uh, programs for my website. I landed on eventually Squarespace, which is where I've been for 
a number of years and I love it. And that was kind of the first step that helped my website not only look professional, but look cohesive. And that's really what I wanted. I wanted somebody to flip through every single page of my website and know they're still on my website. It reads just the same as the other page, but with different information and like, you know, it all made sense. I'm an organizer. So you have to have the right. <laughs> <look> organized. Totally. <laughs> so finding a really good, um, website platform that you work well with is I think one of the best things to start off with. And then I knew images were going to be a big thing. I already right. have always loved and appreciated photography and, if people aren't super familiar with organizing, they need to like really see an image of what to expect, especially if they do have those skewed perceptions of what we offer. So that's kind of where the rabbit hole of me (laughs) trying to find stock photos for professional organizers started because I wanted to show people what we could do. Um, And I didn't have a whole lot of really good quality photos from my own projects because they're all taken on my cell phone and cell phone pictures are great for social media. um, But they're not so great for like high quality websites or print marketing or anything like that. They really need high quality image. So it's kind of where I found out that it was difficult at the time to find those images for organizers. Yeah. And I feel like, um, and you with web design probably have the, um, kind of the frame of reference of like, okay, where can I get, um, kind of the royalty free or copyright? I can't remember the, the terminology. (laughs) But basically, where can I get images for my website that I'm not stealing that look relevant? Um, I remember for a long time, I had a link on my website that was kind of a, like a maker, like a creator, creator links of just like, okay, here's where you can get, you can download free pictures. Here's where you can download these different things. And I remember, um, do you remember like Pexabay? There are a handful of ones that like were my go-to constantly, (laughs) but a lot of them are landscape photography. There's scenery, it's mountains, it's people, but it's not necessarily spaces. Yeah. And that's also what I was finding was when you did find interior shots, it was almost so empty and sterile that like you knew it was just like a fake shot. But if it were full of items in any way. It wasn't organized. It was just like, Mm. oh, okay. So either I have a completely empty home to work with in this image, or I have a cluttered home and that's not necessarily what I want to show. And it was, yeah, it was really difficult to find that in between. And then also on top of that, find images that go with your branding, go with, you know, your aesthetic or your colors or your demographic. So Yeah. And those, and those are all points that are important in helping yourself stand out from local competition is having an aesthetic, having a look on your website, on your social media that truly tells the story of what you do and be able to help them kind of imagine themselves there, I guess. And so coming up with the right images is so important. Yes. And I think one thing I really took to heart when I started building my website was knowing that these people who are finding us probably through Google searches are doing so when they're 
in some emotional state, frustrated, angry, upset, over it, whatever. Overwhelmed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you're complete strangers to them. And they're thinking about, can I invite this complete stranger into my home? And that's why having you know, good images of nice interiors or images of yourself on your page just helps so much to really warm up uh, prospective leads to thinking about, yes, I want to hire this person. Yes. Like I already know I click with them just by seeing them happy and smiling or, you know, something like that. It's crazy how much just images can do for you. Well, and you know, we're people that are hiring other people that we want to make this kind of personal connection, but I can't tell you how many websites I've gone to that like you couldn't, like there was no name. (laughs) There was a business name everywhere, but there was like, I want to know who you are as a person. So even just as simple as having, like you said, a nice photo, a several nice photos of you with an about, about me. Here's how I came into the business. Here's why I'm super passionate about this. And then just basically give them reasons to connect with you. Even sharing your process and your systems because there are lots of different ways to be a professional organizer. You might have a certain method. You might be involved with like the neat method or KonMari or whatever, or being a minimalist. Um, Maybe you come from it from that aspect, but really in those um, with, with those bios and with those pictures, you're trying to make a connection with someone and those visuals really do um, 95% of the work for you. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's like if your website was like 60% images and only 40% words, like that's still good. Like people just want to see stuff and visualize it and imagine themselves in there or meeting you or, you know, yeah, (laughs) exactly. And if you have those key elements, um, your name, (laughs) your photos, (laughs) <laughs> your service area specifically. I see a lot of websites too yes. that don't have service area because oh you don't yeah. want somebody like stumbling upon you again from Google that's three states over just because right? yeah. there's some sort of yeah. wonky thing. Um, and then also, uh, what was the other thing? I had it on the tip of my tongue. Oh, just like phone number, how to, how to contact you. Yeah. Um, phone number or email. Um, what are some other things that you have seen that can help, um, people stand out from their competition or even just be able to educate and create awareness for their local clientele on, on how you can help them? So one thing that I feel like really helps you stand out, which I think really comes before you build a website sometimes is just your brand and kind of like deciphering what that is going to be. And people rebrand all the time. I did a couple years in and I've kind of been in this brand for, I don't know, like five years now, but that it's, it's kind of just like your personality and it's your name tag. And it's when you're not in a room and people are like, I need help getting organized. People are like, Oh, have you heard of so-and-so? look them up, you know, when they see certain colors or they see your logo, they just associate it with you. They're just like images, color holds so much in marketing and all the psychological things behind colors. I mean, we love colors. (laughs) So it's just like, 
I feel like that's why they always tell you to choose what, like two to five colors to just stick with, with all of your marketing. Not only does it make it look good and cohesive, it's super memorable. And when people are flipping through their feed or they're looking at your website and they flip past your color, they're like, oh, I know who that is. I'm going to go back and read what they say. Exactly. That is a really big one that can change over the time. And it's okay if you pick one brand in the beginning and then you absolutely hate it in a couple of years and decide to completely change everything. Like I just feel like making a brand that you love no matter what is going to make it so much easier for you to implement into your business. And also like people are going to see that you love it and they're going to love it. And it it's, it's, it's weird because when I rebranded, I wanted to do pink because pink has always been my favorite color. Pink is not everybody's favorite color and people have very passionate opinions about pink. (laughs) So I was very hesitant and I'm like, what, 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 what are people going to say? Like, are people going to have negative reactions when they see my pink website? Mm. But it's actually been the complete opposite. Almost every single one of my clients has just said, as soon as I got on your website, I fell in love. I love the pink. Mm. Like, I love the way it makes me feel. It's just so clean and organized and even the men are just like, I love the pink. It gave it that feminine touch that I was looking for. Cause I knew I needed somebody to come right. in and make order of my life. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the pink is working. And it, right. it works for me because I already love it. So it just comes naturally to me to implement something into my brand and business that I already love. So I think that but, is a really, really big one. If you want to stand out. Absolutely. And you know, nobody's if you're being kind of authentic, authentic to what you're into and what creates joy for you, you're not going to look exactly like somebody else's. I mean, you might want to do a little bit of market research just to make sure that, you know, the three other or five other, um, organizers in your area don't have that exact like color palette. But if you're, if you're pretty authentic with who you are and just kind of tell your story throughout your branding, I feel like there's an opportunity there to really create, um, kind of a signature. Um, I was speaking at a, it was like a women in business entrepreneurial something. And, uh, one of the, um, one of the things I was asked about was, sorry, let me move this over here was um like the importance of brands and i'm like it's like your face you know when you're out and about in town you run into people at target you run into people at church or here or there they're going to see you they're going to recognize you they know who you are um that's just kind of what your brand is online too because we don't have storefronts anymore um and we don't need to and that's one of the great things about this business too, is that people can enter without having these gargantuan loans because they don't have to buy buildings and all of that, but we do have to give them something to think about. Um, and so like what you were just saying in using the colors and using certain pictures, you're kind of creating an anchor for them. Like when they think of you, so like what you said, when people are scrolling through, they're going to see the colors that you use and kind of the combination of colors you use with the combination of fonts that you use. You're like, oh yeah, that's Sarah's. Oh yeah, I need to call Sarah. Or oh my gosh, my my sister in law needs to call Sarah. Every time yeah. that we give them something that puts our brand in front of them, it reminds them that we exist. <laughs> and I have a philosophy that. 
there's two ways to get clients. One is to be found when they're looking for you. When someone is actively looking for your services, be found. And then second is making them think of you even when they're not, even when they're not necessarily looking. And that's kind of your job to, you know, educate and then promote your business is just to continuously give them reasons to think of you. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, we've got, I think we all know this. There's, you know, we're, we're inundated with so many messages and there's just so much going on in everyone's lives that if you can just create a really strong brand, um, then it can, it can help people keep you in mind. Yep. And it looks good. Like it just looks great when you go from someone's Instagram to their Facebook, to their website, to looking at their business card. And it all just has the same feel Yes, or the same fonts, the same colors. (laughs) Yeah. So how did you, um, how did you come up with like your, like if you have a, a style guide or a brand manual, like your kind of suite of colors and fonts and pictures, how did you come up with yours? So I, <laughs> it's kind of funny, such a funny question to ask because my processes are so weird. Okay. But, um, <laughs> so for my organizing business, uh, when I decided to do mostly pink, I knew I wanted it to not be extreme loud in your face. And so I chose the lightest pink possible, like on the digital color spectrum. Okay. (laughs) So that became like kind of my main color for a lot of things because it's kind of, it's a pinkish white. It really is so light and it's subtle, but it keeps things. I wanted things to feel light and airy and not loud in your face. Um, I didn't want neon or magenta or things like that, just because I wanted to, when people to find my organizing business, I wanted them to feel more calmed and relaxed. Right, so that was which, why I really wanted a muted pink. Right. Which um, that color then, psychology comes into play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then with that, I knew I needed some other just neutral colors. So I chose white and a light gray. I'm starting to implement a little bit more black in there. Cause I just love the combination of light pink and black and I'm going to do what I love and it's just easier. And I think that just small, subtle pops of black is really nice. So that is how I like landed on my color scheme, um, for my organizing business. And when it came time to tidy stock, I really don't even know. Like, I think instinctively I'm like, let's do pink again. But then I was like, no, that's I don't, I don't think so. So then I just really was loving this kind of clean. Um, cause we're kind of, you know, we make things cleaner for people. I love this kind of clean, calming. It's kind of like a gray blue and that's what I landed on for now for tidy stock. And I may change in the future. Who knows? It's only like less than a year old at this point. Um, but I wanted it to feel like, I always try to think like, how can I make a colorful neutral in a weird mm-hmm. way? So I, again, chose one of the, the, like, what is it? Not light. Yeah. Lightest shades of blue. I could find a bluish whitish gray. Yep. Um, just so it could maybe appeal to more people and it looks good on multiple backgrounds. And yep. I like, I like it when I open up my Instagram profiles, I'm like, this looks good. So if I think it looks good, then I'm happy with it. And I think that's like a really good thing. Yeah. So that's how I lean on my colors. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I'm kind of a color palette geek because I've been in the agency world for so long um, in marketing strategy and I've owned a brand 
strategy agency since 2015. And um, so I've worked with, and my team and I have worked with lots of different types of small businesses, and we've always focused on service-based small businesses. Um, But then over just the last couple of years, have I found myself helping a lot of professional organizers, which is my favorite. (laughs) So I kind of, I moved everything in that direction. But one of my favorite things, whether it's helping a pro organizer or helping clients previously is just the brainstorming process of coming up with a really solid brand. And one of the most fun things to do is go through Pinterest and you can find, have you seen these color palettes? You can just find all sorts. I started a lot of my ideas were with those. I have board after board after board of color palettes. And I'm like, Ooh, that's, that's one that could work for this thing. (laughs) So it's, it's kind of like going to the paint store and picking out all the swatches. Yeah. I've actually, that reminds me, that is how I got my ideas to try to focus in on my organizing brand is I had this photo that I loved and I'm like, I really want to base my branding around this. So I uploaded a photo into a color palette thing ah, and I just kept great it idea. Up exactly the palette I wanted. And I started basing it off of that, which is a lot of what I do, the light pinks and grays yeah. and, white and a little bit. What of was, what was the photo? It was, you know, it, it was a sock photo. It's a, a free sock photo. I feel like it was just a lamp next to a bed and a pillow, but it had like a really pretty pink and rose gold and white. So I just loved it. And I'm like, yeah. how can I copy this and make it into my branding? And all I did was take the colors basically from it and went from there. That's a great idea. And even if, you know, you're kind of overwhelmed, um, if you're thinking through like, how do I tighten up my brand and maybe going to Pinterest and scrolling through color palettes sounds way too overwhelming. I I love that idea. Finding a picture, like what, what soothes me? What, um, what do I feel like represents this? And then what colors can I pull out of it to recreate that feeling? Yeah. That's a great idea. I mean, people use that all the time for design, but I'm even thinking of like the really beautiful pictures of like a house plant next to a really cute, you know, couch. And you're just like, how can I make this into my branding? And yeah. 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 Which is so, so a lot of the stock photography that you offer through tidy stock photography are images kind of like that, that you just described, right? They're kind of, um, kind of these like plants and like kind of these home oriented images. Yeah. yeah. I really wanted to be able to find that middle ground of creating a beautiful image inside of a home, but also making it look organized or related. Um, And a lot of the times we use plants just because I feel like plants just liven up a space and they just like, you know, it feels like a breath of fresh air. It's green, it's fresh. And I think that's a good mood that you want people to feel and be in when they look at your photos. Yeah. Yeah. That's um I actually have a um a set of keynote keynote presentations that I've created for um different member master classes, but then also kind of free master classes that I use to um you know tell people about our business and how we can help them. And as I'm thinking through them, like I my color palette is you know all my brand colors, of course. 
but I also have quite a few images of like white desk, green plants, (laughs) (laughs) because it's it's just so soothing for kind of for our industry as well. It is. And they're also so versatile, especially when they have the white space or they're doing the flat lace. You can throw some text on top of it, like whether it's a quote or just information or putting your, you know, your logo over it in a white space. I love that. That way it just makes it, it makes you look so legit and professional when you pair up your really nice logo with a really nice photo and just put it on the internet and just let people know like, Hey, I'm here. I'm professional. I'm legit. Yep. And it's so much more interesting than if I just had like a blank white. Yeah. Right. Like the keynote being the, um, the Mac version of PowerPoint. Um, but yeah, if I just had, if I just had plain white and, you know, I mean, oh my gosh, because because some of these presentations have 50 slides, Yeah. but also it's hard to find. I don't want a different I use, I cycle through them. Yes. I don't want 50 different pictures on my slides. Yeah. That's actually one thing that I try to do when I'm coming up with ideas for our shoots and for the actual shots that we're getting is how will these be used in marketing? Yep. Um, a lot of them are just, it's easy to say, oh, I can just share that on Instagram, whatever. But when I'm saying things that I'm like, I want things to be off center to the left so that the right is totally white. And maybe we have a notepad sticking out so that there's enough room for text. There's enough room for another image or a logo. Um, Or we do a lot of, we want to do the images to be, what is it? Vertical going Mm -hmm. up and down or portrait so that you can use those on stories. Those are so much better for stories or for cropping them into squares for Instagram. And then lately I've been trying to think of more things specifically for websites like banners and um, stuff like that, which always have to be the long horizontal ones and just really getting good images that when somebody opens your website, they're like, Oh, like, Oh, that's, I love that. I love that cabinet or I love that closet. It looks so good. Well, and and we keep saying this, but it's just so true and it's so impactful of when you create an aesthetic online of that kind of represents your personality, you're you're hoping that you're connecting with the people that you want to work with by by choosing those colors and choosing that aesthetic and and there's an art to it. Yeah, definitely. And I was also going to say that some people like will not choose you because of branding and that's totally okay. And it's doing its job because exactly once somebody choose you, that might be a clashing personality or they might say they're too high end for me or they're too low end for me or whatever it yeah. may be. If, if your branding is doing a, their its job well, then it's going to allow the right clients to come to you and the wrong clients to find somebody else. Exactly. It's, it's kind of, I've never thought of it before like this, but branding is kind of like an online dating profile <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because by, by setting, by setting up the things that represent your business, I mean, you're hoping to find the people that like what you like. <laughs> and then you have, when you're choosing like your a headshot for your website and you're like, okay, smile, but don't smile too much. Right. And like, right. you know, be yourself, but also like you gotta you gotta be a little bit professional. You right. don't want to see everybody. But not like, too much. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a balance, but, um, but I love products like yours, your tidy stock photography that, um, lets you kind of pick things that speak to you and, and utilize them. Um, how can someone find your stock photography? How do they, I, I guess, let me back up and say, where can they find you? What do you have to offer? Um, that sort of thing. Yes. So uh, you can go to tidystockphotography.com. That will take you, currently we are just listed on Etsy. We hope okay. to be listed on our website. Um, but we are primarily on Instagram, tidystockphotography. That's where we try to share a lot of professional organizer tips, like for starting your business, working with clients, Canva tips. Obviously we share our images and about new bundles and then also some tips for how to use your stock photos. So how to reuse them or new ideas and ways to use them so you can get oh, the most great. out of your purchase. Yeah. What are some ways to use the stock photos and then like reuse them? What are some of those tips? So one way that is just like the easiest is taking one photo and cropping it in different ways. If yeah. we have a photo that there are items on either end, you can crop it just on the left that's one photo or crop it just on the right. And that's another photo. So I actually do that a lot already on our Instagram as just a way that I can reuse photos because I'm like, Oh, I love this part. So I'll just crop yeah. this. Um, and since they are high quality photos, if you zoom in and crop it, it shouldn't make it pixelated. It should still be a really clear image, even when it's cropped right. down. Um, another way that's easy is just flipping the orientation of the photo. If everything's on the right side and you don't like that, you can just flip it to the left or yep. top to bottom. I do that a lot too, depending on my mood and yeah. what I look like. So those are just the easiest ways to do it. And then different ways to actually use your photos. So I already mentioned on Instagram, you can overlay text, yep. either quotes or client reviews is really good. Um, you know, organizing tips or any information about your business. Um, I also like to do my logo on it. I know we mentioned that. I think it just looks so classy and high end to have your logo on an image like that. Definitely. Um, and then you can, we do create them that can be used, whether it's in your feed post or in your stories. Okay. So that's another great one is in stories. I like to do them just as kind of the background when I'm overlaying some text on top of stuff just to jazz it up. So it looks cute and on brand and not just a boring, you know, story. Yeah, you want to, yeah. You want to capture someone's attention. Exactly. And, and then there's like website, there's so many options for your website. You can use them on the banners. You can use them if you list out your services and you have like kitchen organizing or pantry or yep. closet organizing. Um, or even like if you, I know some people have just a page that displays reviews. If you want to just do photos on that and you don't, you can use them on your website. You just don't have to say that this is a project I do. Cause a lot of people are afraid, like, is that cheating by using a stock photo? Mm. But it's you tell somebody this is a house I organize. Right. So, right. Like, well, and in the in the web sizes you stock photos. So, <laughs> right. And, and in the web design world, I mean, I can't tell you how many small business clients um, we've had that we've developed websites for over the years that they, the only nice images they had might've been bio shots of the owners and things. And so it's way, you know, it's, it's so much better to pick photos that kind of 
elicit an emotion or tell a story or kind of give a description of what's going on rather than actual this is a factual hour picture. It really just needs to tell the story. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, I always say like, if using stock photos was like wrong or illegal, like every business would be in trouble because yeah. everybody does it and not be not saying that like, Oh, everybody just does it. But it's like you said, it's a marketing thing. And a lot of people just don't have high quality images. A lot of people don't take okay. the time to invest or schedule or plan out shoots well, for high quality images. And that's just it is that even the, um, you know, to, to go get nice headshots every couple of years, yeah. honestly, is kind of a hassle, Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> but to continuously be, be doing photo shoots for your website and your social, I mean, it's just so nice to, yeah. Um, have some resources that you can utilize to help tell that story and then use, you know, use your own before and after. And there's some presets and things that you can use to kind of edit those photos. And you can do some things to, you know, make sure that you're lining up your shot. And I mean, iPhones are way, way better now than (laughs) even like early versions, (laughs) but it's so much, it's, it's nice to take some of that weight off of yourself too. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about like, what can we make efficient? Yes. What can we do to save energy, save time? Because if you're out there making money rather than at home, trying to put together a photo shoot or, you know, create your own content for different things, then you're just going to be happier because you're making more money, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I was just thinking that about how nice it is to just think, okay, you know what? I need some new photos for this year or this quarter. And you just go onto our website or onto Etsy and just purchase some rather than being like, okay, let me plan some out. What I want them to look like. What do I need? Do I have a photographer? Can I do these my own? And then investing in all of that. And I just, (laughs) the past couple of years, I really have dove into what can I pay somebody else to do for me? Yes. <laughs> Either I, like you said, I don't have time or I'd rather be making money in other ways. Or if I'm not gifted in it, like I'd rather somebody else who is that enjoys doing it, do it. Yes. For yes. I am so about this. So one of the things that we've created recently, we have, um, I have a membership website called organized. So it's organized.ampnow.com. Um, that I created all of these resources, all these templates for professional organizers to be able to have like all kind of all of the marketing things at their fingertips. We have, um, we have logo templates, we have business card templates, postcard templates, but then all these like social media graphic templates too, because some people don't love creating those things. Some people don't love creating content. And that's something that I love to do and my team and I can do. Um, and so we're consistently creating new content and then people, people can just become members and then access our member dashboard and then just download PNGs, download videos to use, um, access templates. And then we write all the content too. Oh, that's so awesome. That's an yeah. amazing resource. Yeah. That, that's my weakness. I actually don't like writing content. I have, I yeah. have an who creates most of my social media and Canva content for me. I tell her my ideas and she goes through the designing process because 
if it were up to me, I would spend hours on right. social media posts. Cause I'm so picky about it. Right. And then, but she kind of does what you guys are going to offer. She just does it for me. She creates yeah. these templates and she's like, here, this is my idea. And I take it and I'll tweak it for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. 10 minutes versus like four hours. Right. I just, I don't waste time. I feel so, I feel so much happier in the end too. Cause like, it yeah. can be so stressful when you're just getting on yourself. Like, why can't I get this? Why can't my thoughts get out the way I want them to get yeah. it? Oh my gosh, this is just social media. Why am I wasting my time on this? Well, and as small <laughs> business owners, we can do this in every capacity. If we, if we allow ourselves to, we can get bogged down in QuickBooks. We can get bogged down in accounting. We can get bogged down in so many different aspects that it, it really is um, so helpful to kind of survey the landscape of like, what can I take off my plate? And I love the idea that, you know, you have an assistant that you kind of give her ideas. She creates things. You spend just a teeny bit of time editing it, making it perfect for you. And then you go, that is so worth whatever you are paying her. Right. Cause that saves you. Right. She got a raise this year too. I told her <laughs> you are so worth it. Here is more money. You're making my Wonderful. life so much easier. <laughs> Wonderful. That's perfect. As small business owners, we have to do all the things yeah, that give right. us that. I know. I did. I try to do all the things for too many years because it just, yeah. you feel, you feel like you have to, especially when you feel like you're limited on funds. Yeah. But what I've realized is when I kind of like note that I hate doing something or I just, I'm not good at it. I'll start looking and reaching out to people right away being like, is this a service that you offer? You can help me. I'll get consultations if they have them and then I'll wait and I'll save up and then I'll make the investment because I don't want to come around again in like six months when I'm freaking out, stressed out and just being like, ah, why did I not already start looking for help for this? Right. It's just, it's so worth it. It's so worth the investment, like not only for your business, but your mental health and your energy and like your time with your family or your loved ones or your hobbies or any of that, like yeah. hobbies. it feels great to do hobbies sometimes again. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I was, um, I was talking with a coaching client because we do, um, I have, I created a framework called on track and it's the, it, it's kind of a, a framework, a roadmap that I've built out after working with so many small business owners for so many years on how to create long-term sustainability And so we go through this wheel of, you know, naming your intent, digging into insight, um, building out the infrastructure, then getting into action, but then always evaluating and optimizing the different things that you're doing. And so um, I had someone reach out uh, a while back and um, we were talking about different marketing things and uh, kind of client attraction kinds of things. And I am not an accountant. I am not a bookkeeper. Uh, My first hire when I started my business was an accountant and a bookkeeper. And somehow we kind of started talking about that side of things. And um, there there were some infrastructure pieces that hadn't been set up. And she was probably 15 years into her business that she kept just kind of procrastinating on these things. And I just couldn't help but think, and and actually I, I just said it, I was like, this is holding you back. You are procrastinating. You are pushing it off. It's infrastructure. So it has Mm -hmm. to be in place for you to grow your business. And I was like, you just need to hire somebody. Mm -hmm. 
And so, um, that, and she, yeah, that was me. I'm going to be honest. Like that was me because I thought I can do it. I can DIY everything or I can manage or I can figure it out. I've learned this much from YouTube so far. Yeah. I'm sure I can figure it out. And it's a great resource. There are all sorts <laughs> of resources out there. But it's not like it can't, YouTube can't just make you a completely different person. <laughs> Is, so <laughs> for years, I was attempting to do my bookkeeping and all my taxes and everything myself. And yeah. it's easy in the beginning when you don't have a lot, like you, you, you have maybe a couple clients a month, right. or, you know, you're still getting W2s from part-time jobs. That's the easy part. But when you start expanding and you have subcontractors or employees, or you have so many clients a month times, you know, 12 months a year, and then you're just like, oh, whoa, this isn't easy anymore. So I finally yeah. hired a bookkeeper to fix everything behind the scenes, <laughs> everything for me. And then I found a really amazing person to do my taxes. And it's just Perfect. like both times after getting off the phone with them, the initial phone call, I'm like, Oh my God, like I can breathe. Like, yep. what is this? why did I wait so long? And right. I was, a lot of it was, I was, I was scared and I was kind of prideful. Cause I'm just like, no, I got it. I got it. Whatever. Yeah. Or also I didn't want people to come see my mess. Yeah. And, but you just, you got to do it. I really like that you use the term infrastructure though, because yes. if you don't address that issue, like you can't ever expand or, and it right. can come tumbling down because of something, just one thing that you are not taking care of. Right. Because it, and it limits everything else that you do. Yes. Um, so one of kind of one of the pieces within that, you know, the infrastructure for long-term sustainability of a business is knowing what systems need to be put in place um, for like nurturing prospects, nurturing clients. So an email, an email system in place, having an email um, service provider, whether it's MailChimp or Active Campaign or whatever, that's a very important piece of infrastructure that it 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 pays dividends down the road. But if you continue to duct tape it for years and years and years, yeah. it's going to cost you more time. It's going to cost you more money and it's going to cost you opportunity yeah. because that yeah. infrastructure was not in place that you could have otherwise just been building on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we spend a lot of time on that, um, both in like our services, but then on the on-track coaching too. Yeah. And it's like, if you're important. not addressing something, it's always going to be there in the back of your mind. Right. And like, that is a big part of why you just get held back because you, yeah, you know, you're not addressing something and you don't want to take on more and you don't want to expand or grow until you get things figured out. So yeah. yeah. Well, and that's like having a, you know, having a solid structured website is important to then be able to install Facebook pixel on your website. So that when you do Facebook ads, you can remarket to the people who have visited your website and it's making that dollar go further mm -hmm. when you're paying for those Facebook ads, than just kind of continuously throwing, throwing stuff out there. Yeah, that's, I hear a lot of, it, it is easy to start on Facebook or Instagram first because it's free and it's available, mm -hmm. but then I hear a lot of people that are just, they have major followings, but then they don't have their own website. And I'm like, build your own website. Like, you well, to, yeah. it's going to take a lot of time. Like, well, yeah, at this point, it's going to seem like it's going to take a lot of time, but it is going to be worth it. And you're going to own it because yeah. you don't well, own your social media profile. 
what day was it last year that Facebook was down like an entire <laughs> I had day to do that day? And I'm like, what, what is happening? What is what? happening? What is the world coming to? <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. I saw the best response to that. I can't remember who posted it, but somebody posted as if they were Facebook and said, uh, this has been a, however old, how old is Facebook? 15 year. Yeah. Something like that. This has been a 15 year long experiment, social experiment. This is now over. Facebook is gone. And I'm like, people would lose their minds. So yeah, website is infrastructure. Email is infrastructure. And then social media is infrastructure, but you've got, but you don't own it. Like you have to know which pieces to own. And yeah, that's such a big thing. Yep. (laughs) I think I tried to block out when Facebook was down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to have to go back and find whatever that was because I read that and I'm like, oh my gosh, that would be hilarious. Yeah, that would be hilarious. (laughs) Like so many people's lives literally just are like dictated by Facebook and social media. Like what would happen if it was all just a joke? (laughs) And if if your entire business is built on so built out on social media, you don't have a website presence. You don't have email addresses for people. You're starting from ground zero, which like, I feel a clinch of anxiety just thinking about it. (laughs) And I think a lot of people don't realize that because when people are first introduced to Instagram and they just see followers they're just like, Oh wow. Somebody has followers. That's awesome. I want that. But if you're a good like blogger or business owner, you have your website and you use Instagram to get people to go to your website. Exactly. And it's- that's, what's really scary is I have seen organizers who have major followings and then their Instagram gets hacked and they don't have a very strong website and they don't have people going to their website for any reason. So uh, they kind of just stop existing, you right. know, like what they freak out. I understand you're freaking out because it's really scary to have somebody take over your stuff like that. But if you have your own website in place and you have traffic that was already going there, yep. like people will go Google you if you don't show up and just like, where'd they right. go? And if you have a blog, you can be like, Hey, I got hacked. Something well, like and if you need like your Google business profile. There are all these pieces that are, again, just kind of infrastructure that social media is fantastic for attracting and creating a visibility. It cannot be your internal structure. 100%. Yeah. Especially when it comes to our service-based businesses. It's different because we're not solely in the online world. So we can use it as a bonus, but we really need to we need to be places where people are looking for services, which is usually Google. When people are like, I have an issue. I got to find somebody local. They go to Google mostly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been super helpful, super fun to talk through with you. I'm glad that I found another infrastructure nerd. Right. (laughs) Now I'm just like, I can't stop like thinking about that visual. I love it when you get like a really good, you know, words and visuals that go together and you just, everything just kind of clicks. Yeah. Yeah. I just, infrastructure. I love that now. (laughs) Yes. Well, I'll send you, actually, maybe I posted on my Instagram recently. I have my on track wheel that kind of talks through those things. Um, I'll send it to you. Um, It might be something that resonates with you. Yes. Well, I love all your content and it already resonates with me just being a professional organizer. And then knowing that I want to share 
helpful ideas to other organizers, especially new yeah. organizers, because it's yes. a scary world when you're a brand new small business owner and organizer. Yeah. Well, and you have, you have so many things to think about to yeah. set up the business and then do the business, work the business. Yeah. They're completely yeah. different things, which I don't totally. think us realizes in the beginning that our service of professional organizing and running our business are completely different kind of their businesses. like Yeah, they are. And jobs and everything. So yes, there's a book called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And I think at this point, it's probably 25 years old. Have you heard of this book? I've heard of it, but I haven't read it. Okay. It's, it might be a little dated. I'm looking at my bookshelf because at one point I had a version of it. I'm sure it's over there somewhere, but, um, But yeah, he has this really great analogy of kind of the technician part of being a small business owner. So doing the work, doing the organizing in someone's home, creating their systems, and then kind of the the business management part, which is building the infrastructure and getting the visibility out to attract the clients, plus payroll, plus, you know, pricing and profit and loss, like all of these different things. I do recommend that book. Um, uh, the e-myth by Michael Gerber. And he had, uh, he had specific ones for specific, uh, I can't even remember. Like there was a construction one, like he had them for different industries, which I thought yeah. was really, really smart. That is. Cause I mean, that happens all the time. An electrician or a plumber will, um, go off on his own or her own mm-hmm. and be a technician, but then also be like, Oh crap. I just like, created something (laughs) that I now have to maintain. (laughs) Exactly. The whole, the maintaining part, I feel like sometimes is what bogs us down the most is like, especially when we're at our low points, when, you know, we don't have clients or our bills are more than our income and you just gotta, you gotta maintain, you gotta maintain your marketing and your branding and your communication. And that's, it's hard to do all of that. It is. And I am a firm believer in systems to create that, that kind of momentum. So you don't consistently have to be thinking. So like, okay, at Wednesday, you know, Wednesday noon or Friday at 2 PM, I'm always doing this and then kind of putting, putting the systems into gear so that Mm -hmm. at some point it's running and I can be thinking about something else. The next thing. Or thinking about nothing at all. Thinking about less is really great. Well, and as creative people, which we all are, if we're in this space, whether it's the marketing side or the organizing side or whatnot, as creative people, we have to have that downtime. Like we can't be scheduled 24 seven and come up with brilliant ideas, or at least I can't. No, neither. And for people that are say that they're like that, I'm, you're lying. I agree. I agree. You have to have buffer. Yes. Think creatively. If you, I really feel like if you are a big idea thinker and you come up with all sorts of crazy ideas and creative things, like you've got to have time for your brain to shut off or to just kind of sleep mode just for a little bit. And that's what I, kind of what you mentioned, what I love about putting systems and automations into place. I did one this year that was just allowing a lead to schedule their own consultation rather than having to do five emails back and forth. Like, hi, I got your email. What time would this work? Would this work? Would this work? Now it, I, I put my calendar, like Calendly, I put my availability for consultations and they automatically get sent the link and they schedule. And I'm like, oh, it's so 
That was for me, I implemented that sometime last year. And for me, that was my situation of like, why was I resisting this? I literally resisted for years because I thought it was going to be too complicated or annoying. And now I'm like, why didn't I do this sooner? Yep. I know. And I I remember people telling me to do that. I'm like, I'm not giving up control of my schedule. No, but then I realized I already said, I only want to do consultations on Mondays or Wednesdays. So why can't I just put that on a calendar and make sure I check it every week that it still like works for my personal schedule. Right. And I've had like no issues. And I love getting the emails that people have scheduled something and I haven't even done a single thing yet. Exactly. It's just my website, my forms, my automations, you know, yep. all that, my systems. I love that with social media scheduling too, because I can get into a creative space where I can batch content. I can, you know, brainstorm ideas. I can, I can create And then, you know, in like a a time or two on my calendar over, you know, over the month or over the weeks or whatever. And then I go in and at another point in time, I'm just doing the task of uploading it, doing the scheduling, and then I schedule out several weeks. So, you know, if I jump onto Instagram or Facebook and add an additional thing, then that's just an additional thing. But that clears my brain for having to continuously, um, kind of re rehash like, okay, what am I posting today? Um, and it, and when you get overwhelmed and especially just with, as a small business owner with lots of different things going on, like if you stop doing some of those systems, then like you're constantly kind of behind or you feel like you're behind, but if you set them up in a way, it it just kind of frees you up to be thinking about the next thing. So flowing, it keeps it keeps up its own momentum. It doesn't need you yes. to babysit it all the time. Yes. When you have things set up and it's like teaching your kids to load and unload the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> it's my triumph as a parent. <laughs> yeah. and it's like You cringe thinking about it. You don't want to do it. You don't want to teach them. They're going to screw it up. They're going to screw it up. You're cool, but like you're, it is worth it. Right. You're going to find your metal ladle in the wrong place <laughs> yeah. at least five yeah. times. Yes. But now that training is over, like, I think they've got it. Yeah. And then it's getting done, which is the right. great, great part too. Yeah. <laughs> I can leave in the morning. Um, this is more in the summer or Christmas break or spring break, I guess, but I can leave in the morning, like go to the gym. That's just a couple of miles away leave my kids with their chore cards. Um, cause I, I created a system of course, because I don't want to have to create a list like every single day. It's, it's always yep. the same things. So yep. I created a card. One is load the dishwasher. One's unload one's, you know, vacuum this one's bring down the trash, bring down the laundry. So, I, so I put out their cards. I go to the gym. I come home. The cards are done. I'm like, I am winning at life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was a nanny before I was an organizer. And that was the one thing I implemented in every household. It's like, um, you already do chores, but you're already asking, what am I supposed to be doing? And you do the same things every day. So we right. do a system and yes. it was, it was such a, for me, it was such a hands-off system. It was, I'll show you how to do it and what you're right. expected to do. And I'll make sure, Hey, reminder to do this today, but I'm not interfering with your chores. Those are your chores. Right. And you know when to do it and you have the visual reminder. And it's like, 
see, this is why people just don't think like organized brains think like it just makes sense to us. And other people are like, what? I can never do that. (laughs) Right. Or that sounds too constricting. And like, right. No, but everybody wants to be like, everybody wants to know their expectations and to have clear guidance and reminders. Like who hates that stuff? I don't know who hates knowing expectations. Like, right. Right. What's that? No, no, I love it. I think it, it it just makes, it just makes life run more smoothly. Yeah, It's not damaging anything. It's helping everything. And it's just setting your kids up for like success in the future. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it, it transfers that sense of responsibility too, because I remember at the, at the beginning, no, I guess it was over the summer. I started working from home a few years ago. And so in the summers, you know, my kids, my kids now are almost 14, almost 10 so two years ago, which we were in COVID, so they were home. Um, but like I was procrastinating writing out their chore list because it was my job. Like I had to like think, <laughs> give, think of something for them to do and, you know, all these different things. But once I had that idea of the cards, I was like, this takes me two seconds and I'm done and I don't have to think about it anymore. It's always such a bigger challenge in our head to do something yes. than it is. It always seems bigger and scarier. Yes, for yeah. sure. Well, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much, Sarah, for yes, thank for you for having today. me chatting with you. Yes, and so people can find you on Etsy. Your stock photos at Tidy Stock Photography on Etsy. Yes. You have a website at tidystockphotography.com. And you are on Instagram at Tidy Stock Photography. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Pro Organizer Marketing Made Simple. Head over to the website for full show notes at ProOrganizerMarketing.com. There, you can also sign up for free tools and resources to grow your business. See you next time.